a little birdie says uh, and tells me that Yael may soon be coming back to the States after several months. Yael, are you there, my friend? Yes, sir, Joe. I'm on the line and I'm here connected with you. All right. So, you know, when and where will we once again find Yael with his feet on the ground in the United States of America? Do we have any movement on that effort? You know, Joe, it's taken a lot of lobbying. It's taken a lot of handshakes, uh, a lot of back scratches, a lot of meetings I didn't want to take. But uh, very glad to announce that I'm finally going to be attempting re-entry um, come next week. So actually, Joe, uh, hopefully this microphone will be traveling across the ocean with me, and I'll be live with you next week while I'm uh, sitting there in North Carolina right with you. Uh, please, uh, you know, don't tell anyone because, you know, well, I guess, you know, Europeans could come here, but we can't go there yet. I guess that's how it goes. And you're taking full advantage of that. Uh, no, Euro no American or Asian tourists to the European continent just yet. Yeah, my uh, my uh, radio show colleague, David Clement, uh, he's obviously up there stuck in Canada. And because I do have uh, those two passports, I actually would be able to enter into Canada and I'd be able to enter into the United States. So I know he's very jealous of that. And uh, I thought it'd be a great uh, trolling and taunting move to just come visit him at his apartment and say hello and then fly all the way back home. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, you know, you get to the coast. I know you've got the family, you know, in the Charlotte area, but uh, you know, you know, you're always welcome to join us right here in our Big Talker Studios. We'll even, you know, make some room for you if we have to uh, over at the uh, at the homestead if need be. Joe, Joe, if you have air conditioning, I'm there. That's something I've missed the last couple of months. So if you got air conditioning there in the building, I'm there. All right, let's explain to the folks out there. You know what? the life is like in vienna austria no ac is that what you're telling me you don't have to use the restroom a hole in the, in the ground do you <laughs> no 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 it's not that bad but it is true that for most apartments most houses uh, most buildings uh, especially the old ones and anything built really before the 1990s there's no air conditioning there's no way to install central air conditioning i've got a couple of friends who've you know jerry-rigged something themselves uh, up in their homes and they've had to install walls and wires but most of the time, don't expect to see an air conditioner uh, most of your uh, places in Europe. And I definitely have not had an air conditioner. Uh, and on the video, you'll see right now, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating up a storm here, Joe. It's, it's pretty hot. I think it's the hottest day of the year here right now. It's about 100. So you're telling me maybe I should uh, put the brakes because I've been investigating, as I told you last week. I've been looking around at some historic properties and uh, you know, historic homes in Italy to potentially you know, invest in and maybe you know, refurbish for you know, my dream home, my retirement home one day or a vacation home uh, for my family and I. So you're telling me I should you know, really start to investigate this as to whether or not uh, you know, I'm going to be able to withstand uh, some of the ways of life uh, on the other side of the pond. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough, but I, I would suggest that, uh, and I'm sure you got a good sponsor or someone else who's going to help out in the Wilmington area. You get, just get a very good AC guy and uh, put him on the plane with you, and I think he can he can probably put something up for you. Yael Osowski from the Consumer Choice Center is with us. Consumer Choice Radio airs on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock right here on the Big Talker FM. He, alongside his colleague, as he mentioned, Dave Clement, talk all things Consumer Choice. You can also find more about what they do day-to-day -day and some of the issues that they take up at ConsumerChoiceCenter.org. All right, Yael, I know over the last several months due to the pandemic, some of the popular ride-sharing companies have really been on hiatus. It's been difficult here in Wilmington for quite some time to find a reliable Uber driver late in the night, early in the morning uh, due to the pandemic. But out in the state of California, boy, oh boy, I mean, California just sets the bar. And uh, 
There is a vote, I believe, coming up in the election on a California law, AB5, which would make it illegal for those companies to operate as they do. Talk about this anti-contractor law. And in fact, you know, this is also a policy that is being pushed by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, if you did not know that. Yeah, this is something that they've been uh, definitely passionate about and spoken about. Uh, the entire idea is whether or not your rideshare driver, Uber, Lyft, Taxify, Bolt, whatever company it is, whether that person is allowed to be a freelance contractor. Now, contracting is not just for building homes. It's also something that a lot of people use to be flexible. You know, they don't have a normal 9 to 5, 40-hour-a-week job. They can choose the hours they want to work. They can choose when they want to work, where they want to work, and they're actually more the boss in their situation. They're not necessarily in this kind of salaried employee position, and that gives them a lot of freedom, and that's what a lot of people, millions, do throughout the U.S. It's what a lot of younger people do. And in California, they passed AB5. Uh, that went into effect earlier this year that essentially eradicated that for pretty much any freelancer or contractor, which is insane when you consider that pretty much all of Hollywood is run by freelancers and contractors. Everything that's related to the music industry is all contractors and freelancers. It was actually the state legislator of California, the People's Assembly, uh, stated that, you know, we can't have this. Everybody needs to be considered an employee or else. And companies did as companies do and uh, laid off all of their contractors that they had because uh, they could not afford to have these people as employees. And what we saw in the last couple of weeks is that Uber and Lyft, some of the large rideshare companies, a judge came down and said, hey, guys, you guys better uh, hire your people as employees ASAP, all the drivers who are using your apps. They obviously couldn't do that. They threatened to leave the state. And then finally, another judge came in and said, OK, it's fine. You can continue um, getting them as contractors, and then we'll just wait for the other appeals and other legislative process to work out. And in the fall, there is an opportunity for Californians to vote against this. It's called Prop 22. I think this is a, magnific a magnificent piece of legislation that everyone can vote on in California. Uh, but it just goes to show, you know, California is now the state where many of these innovations, you know, sprung from everything from San Francisco, Silicon Valley. But pretty much now it's where innovation goes to die. And that's pretty sad. And we see, you know, not only through these, you know, 1099 type of employees, I'm in fact one of them for several of the jobs that I have. And I've been devastated, of course, by the, the pandemic with sports just getting totally canceled and football season. I got worked out of the budget because I'm the low man on the totem pole uh, over there at the Coastal Carolina University. And it's been a, a struggle for these 1099 employees have been shut down. But with that said, you know, you can't fault the business uh, for not being able to provide, you know, the, the cushy salary and benefits that uh, the state of California uh, wants. It's no fault of the business. Uh, and it's just amazing to me that, uh, you know, this has gained some traction in at least one state. And again, being pushed, of course, by a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris administration. Yeah, and this is something that will, again, many things start in California, uh, but they end up around the country. If you've ever looked at a, a piece of something you've ordered online or that you have in your home and says the state of California considers this to be carcinogenic, uh, you know, that comes from California law. That's not from your North Carolina law or whatever state you might be in. And these kind of things, they creep out. I think this is a total rewriting of employment law, labor law. It's just a way of, of intervening of the state intervening once more in the relationship between you and what you do to put food on the table. 
And by making it more complicated, there's a huge bevy of rideshare drivers out there now, Joe, who are putting up their own stories on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else saying, hey, look, we need this. We're not out here looking for a nine to five. I do this because I'm raising money for my daughter's education or because I want to invest in X and Y and I want to buy this second property. You know, this is uh, it's a flexible type of work that many people have chosen for that very reason. And by trying to make everybody be a salaried employee, it means there's going to be less drivers on the road. There's going to be less opportunities for these people to make money. And it means that you as a consumer, you're going to have less options when you need a car late at night and you're trying to get home safely. And again, this is the California way, but pretty soon, Joe, uh, looking at a lot of these other states and who might be uh, winning presidency here in the fall, this might be coming uh, right to you here very soon. Why the hell does government even get involved in any of this? That's my question. You know, this is a you know a employer employee issue, not uh, the state of California telling a business how to run their business. Well, it's a lot. A lot of people are looking to you know state governments, and especially in the pandemic, you know people look to government to control their life or to make their lives better. And that's not what government is for. Government is there to protect our liberties and our rights. It's not there to impose upon private individuals and organizations uh, some kind of other rights and obligations. That's not what government is. And if that's what we're looking for, um, basically, you can find, if whether it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump, think of the worst person you can politically. Imagine that person running your health care, running your employment contract and everything else, because that's essentially what these people are asking for. Well, and... You're right in that, uh, you know, the role of government and how that's just been so convoluted over the years, as you said, you know, in the middle of a health pandemic, it may be the first time that a lot of people have had to, you know, put or, or you know, uh, had to rely or at least, you know, put faith in their government. I think a lot of people, you know, <laughs> where I uh, had an eye opening experience over the last six months saying, listen, you know, the government is not just going to come down and swoop in and save all of us. I mean, where did this mindset come from? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it just has to do with some things that have changed through education. Uh, I know you've spoken with that um, specifically this week, Joe. You've had some great guests on in the morning to discuss what's happening with education, not just in the pandemic, but throughout the years. Um, you know, we've we've kind of changed our philosophy of mind, and, and a lot of people have projected everything that they want or need in their life on some kind of big, encompassing state. And that's not at all how our country was founded. It's not the principles that undergirthed it for many years. You know, this is not just an experiment. You can't just, uh, you know, choose whatever you want to do in life or whatever you want to achieve. Um, you know, the government is not your experiment. The government is there to protect our rights and our liberties and to make sure we're not killing each other and we're able to keep our property safe. Yeah, this idea that we want to use every single machinery of it to uh, achieve some kind of desire or will. I mean, many philosophers warned us about all this kind of uh, maneuvering back in the day. Friedrich Hayek uh, here from Austria, you had a lot of a lot of these economists who were very skeptical of a centralized power because once you centralize power in one institution, then that means that they have ultimate power. And it's not always going to be good. It's not always going to be in favor. And uh, it might not be on your team. So as much as you might push for that uh, sort of power when your guy is in power, um, next up will be the other guy. And uh, I don't think he's going to be very favorable to you. Yael Lasowski from the Consumer Choice Center is with us uh, here this morning. All right, Yael, Uber and Lyft, just one of the things uh, that government is coming after and uh, the contracted workers, the 1099 workers, and trying to force the hand of these companies to put them on salary. Hey, you know, as I know, as a salaried worker, you know, not always uh, 
<laughs> as uh, good as it seems. Yes, you have maybe some stability, but oh well, you get paid this. Well, now I expect this, that, and this from you. And oh yeah, that forty-hour work week now turns into a fifty-sixty-hour work week. Well, you're salaried, so you know you're taken care of. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that you have had some experiences uh, like that as a salaried worker. Uh, nonetheless. Despite the ride-sharing uh, issues that we see going on in the state of California, also again being pushed by a Biden-Harris administration, well, over the last six months we've become uh, so in tune with all of the different types of technology through the to- uh, through the palm of our hand to, to gain access to not only you know mobility, meaning transportation going one way or another, but also the delivery of food to your front door. The government is coming after our delivery food apps now as well. Yeah, this is uh, it's an unfortunate turn of events, Joe. You know, so many of you uh, out there listening, you relied on things like Amazon to come to your door. You use things like Grubhub or any of these other DoorDash applications to get food to your door during the pandemic. It was safe. It did not mean that you needed to leave your house. Uh, somebody brought there and left it at the door for you. You knew you could get fed, you could feed your family, and everything was great. And it was an awesome relationship, all at the touch of your hands and your mobile device. Well, now there's a growing coalition of groups that are actually trying to stop that. Uh, They want to put a huge restriction on how much commission these apps can charge to restaurants. And what that is doing is actually limiting the amount of restaurants that these apps can even house. It's making sure that people are not going to be able to even have this kind of delivery service. And it seems it's just another intervention. You know, this is uh, another way that, uh, you know, local governments this time, whether it be in in Charlotte or Raleigh or Nashville, I mean, this is popping up in many cities across the country. They're trying to cap this commission to make sure that um, all of these companies are not uh, apparently stealing all of your money. Uh, But all this is is a great American innovation that has come out of the amazing apps that are on our phone. And now they're seeking to not only uh, restrict the commission, but they also want to declare these things monopolies. You know, because there's four or five companies, they say this is now a monopoly. We need to uh, let in the smaller companies. Uh, So, again, another intervention in the market. It's going to make a lot of consumers worse off. A lot of restaurants uh, actually very bad off as well. And uh, specifically, anyone who ever does any delivery service, either through their car or bicycle, um, just another intervention in the marketplace, Joe, and another way that we can take money out of your pocket and put it in the government coffer. Yael Lasowski with the Consumer Choice Center on with us right now, consumerchoicecenter.org, their website, the global grassroots movement for consumer choice. The Consumer Choice Radio Show airs Saturdays at 10 o'clock right here in the Big Talker FM Saturday mornings here at the Big Talker 106.7 FM. Uh, Yael, to circle back to the beginning of our conversation, I guess you're right. You have uh, scratched the right backs and have uh, you know persuaded the right people to get you back into the country because, well, you, your family's from just outside the Charlotte area. Oh, what happens next week? The RNC in the city of Charlotte. So you must know somebody uh, high up uh, to be able to get not only into the country but also into the city where the Republican National Convention will be going on. Yeah, I've been to the last uh, two Republican conventions, uh, one that was in Tampa and one in Cleveland. Uh, There is a reporter just kind of covering everything and and, uh, trying to get some good information. But, yeah, now we're seeing what RNC supposedly is going to be in Charlotte. You know, I've seen there's a couple side events, Joe. Uh, You know, maybe I'll I'll get some access tickets, some backstage passes uh, to get into a few. But, 
I don't know how much is actually going to be going on. If, if the DNC, which we've seen this week on uh, YouTube, is any indication, it seems like it's a lot of virtual stuff. Uh, maybe the Republicans are willing to take a few more risks. I'm not really sure that we'll definitely uh, have a lot of criticism from the newspapers, but it's going to be interesting to see how Charlotte changes. I mean, uh, it's gone back and forth. It was Charlotte, and Jacksonville, then back to Charlotte, then online, and... And who knows, if, if I can go to my favorite breweries and uh, not be disturbed, then I, I'll be happy. But we'll just have to see what happens there on the ground. And, Yael, lastly, before I let you go, I want to give a, a tip of the cap to uh, Jonathan Brunson of uh, Carolina Comfort Air. He said he's the HVAC guy that we need to help me get my uh, dream uh, uh, you know, home uh, ready to go and all hooked up out in Italy once I eye up some of that property that I want to invest in. And John, you're gonna have you're gonna have the best uh, espressos there. You're gonna have some of the best cakes you've ever had. So you're gonna have a great time. I, I think uh, the Catanaches will do you well. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, my friend. Hey, get up with me when uh, you figure this all out, and let's make sure we get together. Yes, sir. I look forward to putting my toes in the ocean. Maybe very soon. We will be right here waiting for you with a nice cold one. Yael Lasowski with the Consumer Choice Center. Here with us on the Big Talker FM, the Consumer Choice Center, the global grassroots movement for consumer choice, consumerchoicecenter.org, their website. Tune in to Yael, Dave Clement, tomorrow, 10 o'clock in the morning as part of our, what is it now, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1. Six hours of local programming for you Saturday mornings and into the early afternoon hours. It starts with... uh, our friends at Wake Up Our Faith, Matt Ham and Kevin Adams uh, from 8 until 9. Ben Hawkins with the Lend With Ben Show from 9 until 10, talking all mortgage and real estate-related uh, issues surrounding the region here in southeastern North Carolina. Then 10 to 11, the Consumer Choice Radio Show, Finding the Way Back with Dr. Gabe Frank from 11 until noon, the Blue Line Radio Show from noon until 1, Guns, Politics, and Freedom with Paul Valone rounds out our local programming each and every Saturday from 1 until 2, right here on the Big Talker FM. Great to have Yael on board with us uh, as we continue to grow bigger, faster, stronger here on the Big Talker 106.7 FM. Seven minutes in front of the hour. We'll wrap things up when we get back once again right here on the Big Talker FM.